Uh, Deb Hutton is here, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers, now a private practice communications advisor. Happy Friday, Deb Hutton. Happy Friday, John Moore. So I still have much of it echoing in my head because it was a bit of a cacophony (laughs) at times. Um, Would-be Toronto mayors clashing in what is probably the final debate and possibly one of the more important ones, I think, because it was carried here on News Talk 1010. It was on CP24, which is one of the principal television stations here in Toronto. Uh, You have any takeaway from what you saw last night? Man, I have a lot of takeaways, Good. John. Come on. Okay. <laughs> and I actually, so um, like Scott Reed before me today, um, I have prepped a lot of folks for debates, federal, provincial, municipal, party races, you name it. So I always like to uh, listen to the debate in different ways. So I actually went out of the out of the family room and listened on News Talk 1010 for a few minutes and then came back and, Ooh, and watched it. A little Nixon-Kennedy action. Well, just just to get a feel for what people were hearing. And again, you and I both need to disclose that I am a strong supporter and actively involved in Anna Bailao's campaign. So uh, obviously I have a bias there. But here's my rundown. Okay. Mitzi Hunter was a disaster. For whatever reason, two debates ago, she started this notion of just interrupting and interrupting and interrupting and talking over everybody. And she was your problem last night. She was the one the grade school teacher needed to deal with. Uh, she has, I don't know why, I, I guess desperation when she saw polls a couple of weeks ago. But man, she did herself no favors. And honestly, I now understand if that's how she behaves in caucus and cabinet, I understand why she has next to no one endorsing her of her colleagues. She was awful. I actually thought Fury and Bailao, again, my bias there, got their policy out. You could actually say today what what Fury and Bailao stand for on almost all of the issues you guys had them discuss last night. So I actually thought um, they were very good in that. They were able to speak to the camera and get some stuff out. Chow is a master at telling stories and deflection. So if you like that, fill your boots because she didn't answer a single thing with an actual answer. And honestly, I thought, uh, I know Scott thought Bradford had a good night. Yeah, he's, he's got some great clips, but I felt Bradford, Matlow and Saunders were pretty irrelevant at the end of the night. They engaged some, they told some stories, they they had snippets, but all three of them seem to talk in what I call shorthand, which is they either don't know the issues well enough, or in the case of probably Matlow, knows the issues too well, and so you're not always sure what they're talking about. So there's my there's my analysis, John. <laughs> Thank you. That is my analysis also, as the immortal Christy Blatchford would say. Uh, two of the girls accused in that downtown fatal swarming are back in custody. There were eight girls involved. One of them didn't get bail. Two of them got bail with lots of conditions. But uh, or sorry, uh, of the eight, one so seven are on the streets, and two of them are now back behind bars. Your take. So had both of them been back behind bars because uh, they had reoffended in some form or another, as opposed to just one of them, I would be ranting and raving this morning, as you well know. I think it is so unbelievably sad that a kid of 13, 14, at most 15, doesn't have someone to go home to. <laughs> like that a person said, I no longer will be responsible for this girl. Yeah. I, I just, it is so sad. My oldest is 15. The, we're talking kids her age or younger. 
On the hard-ass part of this, John, though, we got to change the Young Offenders Act. We need to know more about violent crimes and when people commit them. I understand we don't want people of a young age not able to make up their minds on many, many things, not having the best judgment uh, committed to a a life of being uh, known as a criminal. I get that. But for violent crimes, for repeat offenses, we need to understand what's happening and there need to be greater consequences for some of these kids. It's time to overhaul the Young Offenders Act. A couple of things at Queen's Park about municipal affairs yesterday. One would be uh, Doug Ford not in favor of York Region amalgamating, which is a bit of a slap to the face for Frank Scarpitti. The other issue would be that he is in favor of granting strong mayor powers to a whole bunch of other cities. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect the the uh, amalgamation or de-amalgamation issue, however you want to frame it up, is because Scarpetti just kind of went out there, which was really silly on his part. Here's my thing, and, and I think, you know, Doug needs to make some decisions around how he thinks about municipal government, because we do need reform. I do not believe that anyone in this province needs to be governed by four layers of government plus a school board. I don't care whether we go to the upper tier municipality or the lower tier municipalities. It can be very different things in different parts of the province, but you only at most should be governed by one municipal, one federal, and one provincial. We have enough overlap and duplication as it is. Having a fourth layer of government plus school boards, my big hobby horse, is absolutely ludicrous. So again, maybe York Region is the right level of government and then get rid of Scarpitti's level, or maybe it's it's down to the lower tier and get rid of the upper. We don't need four levels of government. Um, I want to move to the next topic. But my quick reply to that would simply be there are nine municipalities in York. And if I were, for example, in East Gwimblebury, I wouldn't want to be run from Markham. You know, it's just I, it doesn't make any sense to me, even if it saves a couple of pennies. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to Marco Mendicino? Um, he had a disastrous day yesterday. And he came out and made a statement, and this is all about the Bernardo business. And then the media chased him around the way they chased Patrick Brown down that staircase some time ago. And I, I just wonder if maybe Justin Trudeau and company are going to go, yeah, we're, we're okay without him. Yeah, so uh, this has all happened since I, you and I last talked, which I think was Tuesday, John. Um, in the initial days of this, I thought to myself, just fire your staff. Political staff are there to protect the minister, to be the the voice and the lens of the minister. They don't have to write policy. That's the civil services job. They don't have to write briefing notes. They just have to read them. They have to put a political lens on them, and they have to inform their minister. So had he, uh, quite frankly, the staffer, whoever it is that knew about this in his office, should have resigned. That, that would have been the first honorable thing to do. But having hung on to that staffer, having not even acknowledged some of the facts around this, it's now ministerial responsibility, Marco. I love him. I actually, he's one of the liberal ministers, I think, does a good job until this week, and he absolutely has to go. 1967, and that was centennial year, and this is how many Canadians there were. That's a bad mix, but 20 million Canadians, Nick Mariano. Okay, so sometime this afternoon, we're going to be 40 million Canadians. That's, uh, that's something else. If you'd asked me, I would have put it, you know, probably low to mid-30s. My husband prides himself on being a centennial baby. So in Tim's lifetime, the population of Canada has doubled. 
Well, you know what? It's uh, they call it, or Pierre Burton did, the last good year. So you know, your husband arrived in the last good year. I guess he made it even better. Thanks How a lot. How sad Deb. that is for your life. <laughs> <laughs> I got here before then. Uh, okay, Deb Hutton, thank you so much. Have a great weekend, John. Uh, this morning brief, Deb Hutton, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers.